Hi, I'm Mary McDermott, and I'd like to welcome you to the Pigeon Podcast. I'll be your host as we explore the fascinating history of pigeons. Today, we will take a look at pigeons and media, in particular, pigeons as dead media. I have weird aspirations, like I really want to kick a pigeon. Because <laughs> pigeons walk around like they're untouchable. Like, you're not untouchable, I'll kick the shit out of you. You're not waiting for the bus because you can fly. But I can't kick pigeons because there's always people around. If I kick one, some lady will see. Like, oh my God, that guy just kicked the pigeons in broad daylight. And she goes and tells her husband, honey, I saw this guy kick a pigeon, brother. Like her husband tells her boss, my wife said this guy kicked a pigeon in broad daylight. His boss knows somebody at the paper. They see you no know, front page of the Tribune. Black dudes are kicking pigeons. There's been a flurry of pigeon kicking going on in the black community. They must be stopped at once. Save the pigeons. I'm gonna stop these PKBPs, pigeon kicking black people. <laughs> Save the pigeons. Acronyms are always hilarious. I don't know why I want to kick a pigeon. I just figure to make my day better. <laughs> Somehow I kick a pigeon in the morning, something bad happens that evening. Like, you know what? That happened. But I kicked a pigeon earlier. We've all been there. Walking down the street, sitting in the park, waiting for a train, and pigeons scuttle and flap about, picking at crumbs and garbage in the streets. I once attempted what comedian Hannibal Burris just described as his aspiration by attempting to kick a pigeon. Now to clarify, I did not actually want to kick the pigeon because that would have required coming into contact with the pigeon, which is something that I had no intention of doing. I have had many unpleasant experiences with birds and I wasn't looking for another one on that sunny day in London, but on that fateful day, a pigeon was too close for comfort and I kicked toward it to shoot away. The pigeon, rather than stepping back in fear, decided to charge. It's a complicated history that humans have with pigeons. In my daily life in Chicago, I am constantly surrounded by them. They are all over and are incredibly comfortable with us. Perhaps too comfortable. This may stem back to the days in which pigeons were used as messengers, and letters would be tied to their legs and they would fly off to deliver them. But the pigeons of the 21st century are vastly different from the pigeons our ancestors used to deliver messages domestically and in times of war, dating back at least 2,000 years. There are also many misconceptions out there about pigeons due to the fact that the urban pigeons we are comfortable with today are different from messenger pigeons. One main misunderstanding is that there are a few differences in pigeons other than the color of their feathers, which simply just is not true. In actuality, there are many different types of pigeons, For example, the typical pigeon that I come across in my day-to-day life is not the type of pigeon that would have been used to transport important messages in situations of war. In fact, there are over 300 different species of pigeons throughout the world. The typical pigeon that would be spotted in Chicago and other urban areas is the feral pigeon. Here is an example of the feral pigeon's call. Yet, perhaps the most famous pigeon species is that of the passenger pigeon, which I talked about in last week's episode. If you had the chance to listen in, you'll recall that the passenger pigeon is extinct, much like the function of pigeons as media. Martha was the last passenger pigeon, and she died on September 1st in the year 1914. Martha's tragic death marked the end of an era, as in the 19th century, the passenger pigeon was the most plentiful bird species in all of North America, possibly even throughout the world. The species gradually began to disappear until there were only three flocks left. These birds were watched closely, 
and Martha, the last known passenger pigeon, died in the Cincinnati Zoo in 1914. Martha's death marked the extinction of the species of pigeon, and this tragedy caused by humans began to overshadow the beauty of the relationship that humans had with the homing pigeon. The homing pigeon, which will be the focus of today's podcast, is also known as the carrier pigeon. This species was used by humans as messengers. Here is an example of the homing pigeon call. This species of bird is known for their ability to home, hence homing, which made them a useful messenger as they could always be counted on to return. They would always know how to return to where they came from due to magnetoreception. According to an article from the Public Library of Science's Biology Journal, magnetoreception is a sense that some animals have which enables them to orient themselves according to the Earth's magnetic field. While very little is known about this ability, it is believed that the central nervous system of animals with it enables them to sense and receive stimuli from the Earth's magnetic field. In the previously mentioned Public Library of Science article, Gregory Nordman, Tobias Hochstager, and David Keyes hypothesized that magnetoreception is possible due to a few theories. One, a mechanically sensitive magnetite-based magnetoreceptor. Two, a light-sensitive chemical-based mechanism. And three, electromagnetic induction with accessory structures. Essentially, homing pigeons are capable of using the magnetic field of the Earth to determine their current position, their final destination, and then develop and adjust a route as they fly. Pigeons have been used by humans as messengers, dating back to many ancient civilizations. While the concept of magnetoreception only began to be understood in the 1960s, humans were able to discover early on this incredible ability of the homing pigeon. Yet, it is sadly unclear as to how this discovery was made. The Pigeon Control Resource Center reports that one of the earliest tame pigeons belonged to the Greek poet Anacharon, who lived more than 2,000 years ago, and he wrote poems describing the ability of the bird to domesticate within his home. In the Roman Empire, pigeons would be sent out to carry the results of chariot races, and it was at this time that they started to be used for military aids. The ancient Greeks would utilize pigeons to send out Olympic Games results so that various cities could know the victors and if their competitor had won. Genghis Khan also used pigeons to communicate throughout his vast empire. Emperor Khan had pigeon relay posts throughout most of Asia and Eastern Europe in order to be knowledgeable about his entire empire. For well over 2,000 years, pigeons have been used to communicate. So how did this come about? What led to humans landing on pigeons as a means of message transport? Eventually, it was discovered that carrier pigeons were able to travel incredibly long distances to return home, as wars and empires expanded over greater distances, as seen with Genghis Khan. This is due to their inherent homing capabilities. The homing pigeon will always work to return to its nest where its mate and its offspring reside. Pigeons are capable of traveling between 600 and 700 miles in a single day. They often average speeds of around 70 miles per hour, according to the Pigeon Control Resource Center. The longest recorded flight of a pigeon was the 7,000-mile flight of a pigeon from Africa to England, which took 55 days to accomplish. As I described before, 
It is widely believed that pigeons have this innate ability to return home due to the magnetic field of the earth. With this ability of magnetroception, pigeons could be taken away from their homes when people left and return when important information needed to get back. This skill became exceptionally useful, not just for domestic communication, but also in times of war. Pigeons have been used as messengers during wartime, possibly dating all the way back to ancient Mesopotamia. Several famous rulers are rumored to have used pigeons as messengers, ranging from Hannibal to Julius Caesar. Pigeons were able to return home or to council bases with important information on developing situations at the front. This established a long-lasting tradition of utilizing the pigeon's ability to return home to communicate in times of war. One famous example of pigeons in war comes from the famous Battle of Waterloo. So, at the famous Battle of Waterloo, Napoleon was defeated by the British and Prussian forces. After the decisive victory of Britain and Prussia in June of 1815, the race was on to tell the world of the victory. Messages were being sent out as quickly as possible to communicate what had happened on the battlefield. And the victor of this battle? A pigeon! The first news of the victory that came to London arrived by a pigeon to a Mr. Nathan Rothschild. A message, which, a message was delivered which read, Wellington defeated Napoleon at Waterloo. As no journalist could go be at Waterloo during the battle, this was incredibly important and sought-after information that would allow for English papers to break the news first. So the very day after the battle, it was reported that England had been victorious, even though the official word from the front would not arrive for several more days. Throughout the 20th century, pigeons were used extensively in both great wars to carry messages, and as a result of their bravery and heroism, Tens of thousands of human lives were saved, according to the Pigeon Control Resource Center. In World War I, pigeons played a pivotal role for their intelligence community as they were able to establish and maintain different points of contact for secret intelligence agencies throughout the war. Pigeons were heavily relied upon during World Wars because it was more likely for a plane to be shot down in enemy territory than a pigeon. By the end of the Great War, France alone had used 30,000 pigeons and declared that anyone impeding their flight could be sentenced to death, according to the New York Times. The Telegraph reported that more than 100,000 pigeons served the British forces in the earlier war, performing a variety of roles, and with a success ratio of 95% in getting their messages through. This wild success rate highlights the important role pigeons were able to play in one of mankind's most devastating wars. The success of the pigeons delivering nearly all of their messages amid shells and gunfire is remarkable. This pigeon practice continued into the Second World War, with the United Kingdom using roughly 250,000 pigeons. According to Vassal History, the Dickon Medal, the highest possible decoration for valor given to non-human animals, 
was awarded to 32 pigeons, including the United States Army Pigeon Service's G.I. Joe and the Irish Pigeon Paddy, for their service during World War II. Technological improvements between the World Wars allowed for more and better means of communication. Yet, the pigeon was still a valuable method and often regarded as the means of communication in emergency situations. The American World War II Museum states that a pigeon towed its message in a tiny capsule fastened to one leg until handlers started attaching a larger capsule, the size of a cigar tube, to the pigeon's back. This could carry a bigger load, perhaps including maps, photos, and detailed reports. Very few messages, less than 1%, were coded because pigeons were so dependable at reaching their destination. Yet, regardless of the incredible consistency of the homing pigeon, I've never received a message via homing pigeon, and I doubt that any of my listeners have as well. Delivery boys, snail mail, the telephone, email, text messages, and pigeons. There have been many different mediums of communication throughout the history of mankind. Somehow, the pigeon began to be edged out of this field and wound up as dead media. The downfall of the carrier pigeon can be attributed to the evolution of communication. Postal services expanded and became more efficient. Unlike before, thanks to cars, planes, and faster ships, messages could be delivered quicker than by tying them to a bird. On top of this, the internet brought about the rise of email, instant messaging, and social media. These instant means of communication make the homing pigeon's impressive speed and accuracy seem laughable. The expansion and adaptation of telephones to cell phones also made it unnecessary for pigeons to be used as messengers. The majority of the world had said goodbye to the messenger pigeon following World War II. Yet, some still held on to this means of communication, as BBC News reported in 2002 that India's police pigeon service, which for more than half a century has provided a lifeline during frequent floods and cyclones in eastern Arissa state, is to be scrapped according to a government proposal. Pigeons, or P-mail, had lost out to email. While the use of carrier pigeons for mass communication has long been over, this was the final blow to this dead media, as the 800 pigeons used was the last system with a large number of pigeons used for communication. Today, pigeons are just inefficient as messengers, yet society owes them a great deal of gratitude for their centuries of service. Now that's all we have today for Pigeons in Dead Media. Once again, I'm your host, Mary McDermott, and I'd like to thank you for coming on this journey with me today. Please join me again next week as I explore the fascinating history of the feral pigeon. Here's a sneak preview of next week's episode, in which I interview a pigeon. Now how do you feel about the anti-pigeon spikes that get put up along L stations to prevent squatting? Mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh, I see. Now, do you fear that feral pigeons will wind up extinct like Martha and the rest of the passenger pigeons? And now, as always, I'll leave you with this week's pigeon-themed song, Cooing to the Wrong Pigeon by Jack Morris. I was ready, oh.
so ready for love. Got all the dope from Mr. Moon up above. Then I listen to the breezes whisper love to all the trees in my land. I coo like a dove. But I coo, coo, coo to the wrong pigeon. And now I'm through with love. Now she took me for my guitar, my horse, and my dog. A fine pair of mules and a fat china hog. A hand-painted chamber mug my folks handed down. My golden meat and surrey with the fringe all around. I coo-coo-coo to the wrong pigeon, and now I'm a-leaving town. So eager like a bunny I was ready, really ready for the honey And then my papa told me how to find a gal who was true That was good advice back in 92 I coo-coo-coo to the wrong pigeon And now with love I'm through Now she relieved me of my money, my clothes and my farm Said she'd save them for us so they wouldn't come to harm I'd like to know who us is, him I'd like to catch I'd hang his eye for scarecrow by the very patch Yes, I coo-coo-coo to the wrong pigeon My heart needs a patch Thank you.